Hey friends, welcome to a very special episode of the Making Room on the Pew podcast, a podcast for the church misfits and outcasts. Happy Holy Week. This next week from Palm Sunday to Resurrection Sunday is the most important week of the year in the life of a Christ follower. So as a way to encourage both myself and you to prioritize space, silence, and solitude during this next week leading up to Easter, I'll be releasing a short episode each day. Rather than our typical format of me sitting down to chat with an author, pastor, or creative, I'll be doing these episodes solo. I may add in a few thoughts or prayers here and there throughout the week, but I am really wanting to focus mostly on the scriptures as we begin this walk toward the cross and eventual resurrection and new life. I'll be reading from the Gospels as well as a bit from the Hebrew Bible, but the trajectory is really pretty simple. We'll be following Jesus throughout the last week of his life. If you are new to the Bible, church, or the story of Jesus, or if you have been hurt by Christianity in the past, I want you to know that this is for you too. It's my hope and prayer that I have removed any shame, guilt, or fear from this story, and that I am telling the absolute truth of the grace, love, and redemption Jesus preached. I've been thinking recently about why I still go to church, why I still read the Bible, why I still have hope. And this is why, this story. I will never get over the story of Jesus. And to paraphrase my favorite author, Rachel Held Evans, this story of Jesus is still the one thing I am willing to be wrong about. Let's follow Jesus where he's leading. On this day, over 2,000 years ago, darkness fell over the world. And there was nothing to do but wait. The worst had happened. The whole world was holding its breath, feeling the weight of Jesus' death all around. And we don't need a day each year to sit in this pain. We feel it every single day. Fear, death, the worst of humanity. But we endure it because we know it is not forever. We know there is a better way and it is entirely wrapped up in Jesus. This weird, dark-skinned carpenter with calloused hands and a gentle voice. Today, he's dead. But we have hope because we know the truth. He's about to rise again. Just wait. Death is here now, but resurrection is coming. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. 
like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised, and we esteem him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was like a lamb led to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and who can speak of his descendants? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was stricken. He was assigned a grave with the wicked. And with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life. And be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a great portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sins of many and man made intercession. For the transgressors. Isaiah chapter 53. The burial of Jesus as according to the Gospel of Matthew. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in its own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, the deceiver said, after three days I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate said. Go, 
Make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. Matthew chapter 27 verses 57 through 66. The Burial of Jesus as According to the Gospel of Mark It was preparation day, that is, the day before the Sabbath. So as evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him if Jesus had already died. When he learned from the centurion that it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. So Joseph bought some linen cloth, took down the body, wrapped it in the linen, and placed it in a tomb cut out of rock. Then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. Mark chapter 15, verses 42 to 47. The Burial of Jesus as According to the Gospel of Luke Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision in action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had been laid yet. It was the preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. Luke chapter 23, verses 50 through 56. The Burial of Jesus as According to the Gospel of John Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jews. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who had earlier visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with the spices in strips of linen. This was in accordance with Jewish Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this most important week of the year in the life of yourself and your family. 
Happy Holy Week, friends. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus.